Hello, I'm your host, Leonard Duncan. Welcome to a new episode of ATV Talk and Motorsports Podcast. Please join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We bring you interviews with industry professionals, live events, live news about the motorsports industry in every episode. Enjoy the show. Whether we are out riding with our friends and family or racing in extreme environments, we all need good tires. That's why I recommend GBC Power Sports Tires, a division of Greenball Corp. Their products, which include XC Master, Mini Master, and Groundbuster 3, are what leading professionals in the ATV UTV industry are using. You can get your tires at greenballtires.com or find them on Instagram as GBC Tires for further inquiries. Cesar Jimenez, welcome to ATV Talk. How are you, sir? Pretty good. And you, Leonard? I'm doing great, man. Hey, thank you so much for taking some time with us. I really appreciate it. Um, I, I know that you're off right now because of an injury, but you know we'll get into that. I'm more intrigued about where you live. That's funny because I feel a lot of people think I'm from the States because I've been in the States for so long, but I'm actually from Costa Rica. I live in Costa Rica. Yeah, I love it here. It's raining, like a raining season right now, but still, I love it. Well, you know, I got to be careful because my wife's from Guadalajara. And if she knows, we'll be down there visiting before you know it. (laughs) Yeah, you should come. You can let me know whenever you want, and I can help you plan everything. It's amazing down here. Oh, I bet it is. I bet it is. I have friends that uh, I have a friend of mine that has houses down there. So really, yeah. I mean, uh, he's go ahead. I forget his name. Uh, who is sponsored Michael Orwood, Chris? Chris. Hunt? Okay. Yeah. Okay. He he always comes here to the to Costa Rica. He has come like three times this year already to fish. Uh, did it's well the beautiful country there's so many different things to do which you're going to get into telling us some of those things um where did the atv racing come in so in costa rica was always like not that big into into racing but it was like a like a growing sport back back in the days here and my dad bought me like a little scooter and I never like hit my hands or anything. So he was like, oh, you got a little bit of talent. So we went to this place in Costa Rica where they rented quads. And that's how everything started. Uh, I started riding there a lot. And the owner used to race the national championship. And he was really good. And he, had, he told my dad that I should start racing. Nice. Yeah. So... So how old were you when you started racing? My first year racing was 2004. So I was probably like seven years. Seven years. And before that, I I had probably two or three years already riding at that place. So So you raced in Costa Rica. Mm -hmm. Did you race in any other countries? I have never raced in another country. I have the opportunity to go to Nicaragua and Panama, but I never take the that step. I think it was like 
back in the day it was too long of a drive. And now it's like, oh, it's only four hours or six hours. It's nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> in, here in Costa Rica, everything is like short distance. Like from where I'm right now to my house is maybe three miles, but traffic is bad. So it takes like 15 minutes. But distance are really short. So you could walk it? Yeah. If I want it, it'll take me like half an hour. Yeah, but dude, you live in a beautiful country. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it just uh, a lot of things going on always, like working, just working out, just always doing something. So you now you come to the States and you've been racing pro in in America for a while. How many years you've been in the pro class? This is my third year. It was, I I was feeling really good. And with the forts, everything was going amazing. Like tracks, riding them was amazing. And unfortunately, unfortunately, I had that little crash in, in, in Gatorback and uh, this injury just from nowhere. Did you know you were hurt instantly? Yeah, this is the first race I have ever quit in my life. Really? I yeah i I crashed and I felt my like my shoulder already like forward, and I was like, "Hmm, this is not good." I, I thought I actually popped it out, and I went to the hospital and everything, thinking that my shoulder was popped. And when the X-rays came out, they said it was not popped. Like, <laughs> and that's when. When I, I decide to fly home, because like I, I, I don't know how insurance works too much mm-hmm. in that country. And everything is really expensive, like medical. So I just decided to fly here and get everything like checked. And I, I had the surgery. Because I had so, a, go ahead. An ACL separation. 12 millimeters. So with that what is their prognosis for when you can ride again and train so i always says the doctor uh put times based on regular people like non-athletes or just regular people and he said five four to five months Mm -hmm. but i actually feel like it's going to be more about three to four like i already have most of my mobility but like it's going really quick. My therapist is actually impressed of how quick it's going. But well, you're a finely tuned athlete that got injured, and you didn't wait months and months and months of time before you decided to get the surgery done. Yeah, I, like I actually flew home, and the surgery was already planned <laughs> without even seeing the doctor because I sent him my X-rays and everything. And he he saw it and he was like, yeah, we need the surgery. So I started like booking the the hospital and everything in advance so I can just fly there, get surgery and start the recovery. Do you think you're going to make it back for any of the races this year? Yeah, hopefully. I, I plan to be there around Sunset Bridge, not racing Sunset, but just like being around and start working again on my quads. And hopefully raise Butch, uh, Butch Creek, right? Is the name? Yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully raise that because 
I have always wanted to be in that track and just that event makes with the PT racing is going to be amazing. That is, that is, that is pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I hope that you, you take that training and if you don't feel right, I hope you don't rush it because you don't want to hurt the long portion of your career. You know, you look at Chad Ween and he's, he's going to be 39 soon. And if you want to have a long career like that, you, you got to make sure you take care of yourself now. And he's the goat. Like what he did after his surgery was really impressive. Like getting a, a surgery and racing three weeks later and getting second place. That's that takes some. Um, and he led and he led. Yeah, and he led. Like <laughs> yeah, that that's insane. I well, I think that tells you that he's he maybe he's from another planet. Yeah, like he, he's straight up this. Like, and, and it's funny for me because I raise him, but I I still see him like a person to to reach out. Like it's crazy to be on the pro class and still have him like an idol. Right. Yeah. Dude, okay. I remember Chad Weenan before anybody knew his name. Young guy, beat up bike, you know, looking for sponsors, <laughs> looking to learn about the industry. And I, I mean, he's a big kid um, and super nice back then. Still super nice now. And, you know, we're talking 2006, maybe 2007. You know, I mean, that's a long time. That's a long I, I was not even raising the <laughs> well, <I'm> not... <laughs> You were riding, but yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. was riding. Yeah. And the, the hard part from like being from another country is that you grew up not knowing a lot of like the actual championship in the United States. I actually started to know everything around 2013 where media started like to grow up all around the world and you can right. actually like search for things. So that's when I actually got like involved in, in the United States uh, racers. So you didn't have any idea about the stuff that went on in the States prior no, to 13? Nothing. Wow. So then I started crazy. like, like I started seeing videos, like going on YouTube, watching like old things and it just gave me goosebumps seeing all, all those videos. And when did you decide you were going to come to the States? So I, my whole life has been like always sports. Like I have played soccer. Uh, I have played tennis in a couple of countries. And 2016 was the, the year I decided I was going to race only quads. Because I, I used to play tennis, quads, do like everything. <laughs> so right. that year I, I decided only quads. I'm going for it. I want to be a national championship in Costa Rica. And that's when I start flying to the States also to with Joe Bird. That's why that was my first connection in the States. I'm sorry. No, I like Joe. I'm just teasing. <laughs> no, Joe's a yeah. good dude. Uh, he, Joe's, yeah, it was Joe's amazing. a good dude since he retired. You know, yeah. when he was a racer, he was pretty cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I never, like, I have, I have here, but I, I like, the experience I lived with Joe was amazing. Like I really like Joe and he teach me a lot. 
because in this country we don't have like we didn't have anyone with good technique like we just grew up learning by ourselves and developing the skills so joe basically teach me how to write <laughs> so that's yeah he's a good teacher and he he's is. a two-time national champion i mean and he raced for what 30 years yeah i don't know that much <laughs> he raced a but, long time yeah it was it was really cool, a really cool experience to be like teach by a two two times national champ and his facility was great too and that's how everything started in the states and you ride hondas mm -hmm. do you think that you'll change to yamaha at some point so my whole life i have racing yamaha even here in costa rica i started racing in the state in the states with yamaha and okay. I actually switched to Hondas because I blew up my bike in in south of the border 2019, if I'm not wrong. Okay. And Vince Meerman uh, g gave me his quad because he got injured that weekend. And I felt in love with the Honda. Like, it was immediate, like, love. And, like, I can ride a Yamaha good. But I don't feel like I just feel that the Honda is shorter or smaller and fits me better because I'm short. But then okay. you have Joel Hedrick being almost same height as me and <laughs> riding the thing like it was a 90. Right. He so does. It's just it's just like maybe the setup I was riding was not great in the States. Because it was I just wrote it my first and first first year and first year and a half so i don't know i, I rode logan stanfield's practice bike next year in south of in south of the border because i blew up my crf <laughs> uh, so i went back to a yamaha and it was great because his setup was really good his shocks were a little bit soft because i'm heavier but like I actually love the quad. I was actually leading pro am with the Yamaha. So it's it just having the right people around you with good setup, I think. Right. And right now I I'll I'll not switch because it's it's a lot of money to get at least two good bikes and a practice bike. Oh, it's a ton of money. Yeah. Especially at your level. Yeah, it's you you have to get three three identical bikes right and yeah. three unless you have good sponsors which whether even if you have good sponsors there's still money coming out of pocket yeah. mm -hmm. you know and engine maintenance and and you know most of the most of the engine guys aren't giving away free motor rebuilds yeah, yeah exactly yeah and that's why i up last year in ironman i don't know if you remember no when it downpour like really heavy right i was like dude this is crazy like this amount of rain is everyone is going to blow up and i was in the gate and i told my dad because he was spitting for me and i pulled me back i'm not racing like right I'll because a lap. you're gonna eat a motor yeah and it's four grand in in one race like yeah out of like and we're like half a season i i still raise on a budget 
I cannot right. go and just blow up an engine and, and that's it. Right. And, yeah. and I don't think that, I don't think people realize that for you, you have to come from your home, fly to the States and then rely on people in the States to help you because it's not your home. Yeah. You know, and do you have a, do you have a, you ride with somebody to the races? Yeah. This year I was staying the whole year with the ports. They offered me a ride. Okay. And it was amazing. Like the treatment, everything was amazing. And unfortunately, I had to fly back to get all my recovery, but I was loving it there. Uh, when I, you go I back, have... when you go back this year, you are this year, are you going to continue with the Fords? Yeah. I actually Excellent. just sent two of my engines to get rebuilt because I didn't rebuild my race engine since last year. <laughs> because it, it, it had only one race. So, I, and Daytona is too short. And now after Gatorback, I was going to rebuild it anyway. So, and so, so when you go back, you're going to have fresh, fresh motors. practice bikes and a, and a fresh race bike. That's so good. Yeah. I can wait for that because you know Hondas break all the time. <laughs> you you know what? And, I've had great success with Hondas. You know, I really have. So I'm not of the same belief that they're as weak as they say. Um, Mm -hmm. I know that if you work on them incorrectly, you can have problems. I know that they have limitations on how long certain ports will live. And and this comes into, you know, do you run that? Do you run that transmission an extra race or do you rebuild it? You know, you have to. You know, or do you run those cases an extra season or do you replace them now? Yeah, and, yeah. And I totally get it and I totally understand all that. And I'm not I'm not saying that they don't have those deficiencies. Um, the Yamaha is a really reliable engine mm-hmm. um, and can take abuse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, on a Yamaha, you just put A-arm shocks, Nerf bars, and you can ride hard. You can ride hard on a stalker, though, too. Yeah, exactly. In so, a Honda, you cannot. <laughs> You'll die. No, no. You, 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 there's frame gusseting. There's, you know, yeah. A-arm, swing arm, you know, shocks, all kinds of different stuff you Everything, have to do. Yeah. Uh, it, it is. It, it equals out, though, in the price to build. When you're yeah. done, they're still about the same price. Yeah, they are. But I mean, yeah, it's it's just so much easier to just keep rotating Yamahas. It's, you, just, you can just get a stocker every year and sell it, and it'll cost you two grand, three grand, and you have a fresh stocker. Well, if you do it right, it doesn't cost you that. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you do it right and sell them for the right price at the right time, mm-hmm. yeah, you're buying a new bike and and. And you've saved all the stock pieces to put back yeah. on it when it's done. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, so some people don't even know what they're buying. <laughs> <laughs> I actually let one of of this year. I saw a a practice squad in a really good amount of money. I was surprised I sold it for that much. Right. But I mean, it's worth the price. But it, you just have to find the right person who wants to buy it. I agree. I I agree with that. You're you're talking about 
when you're selling in the market to sell something, if you're rushed, you're going to get less money. Yeah. If you sell it on a, on just, Hey, this is the price that I want and you wait it out. You'll get it. Yeah. And it's just, the bike is worth so much money and to sell it use is so low. Like the market for use squad is like so cheap. It's crazy. That's why I tried to rebuild my quads instead of just rotating them, like just buying new one. I think with the Honda stuff, well, I, I'm not, I, I haven't built motocross bikes in a, in a few years, but when you build desert machines, you're rebuilding the whole machine every race. Every race. Yep. Motor comes out of the frame. You go through the frame, you go through the chassis. Um, 250 mile race, you might be able to yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to another 250 mile race, but the the chances that you're going to have a problem go way up. Uh, mm -hmm. if you go race 500 miles, no dude, you're pulling the motor out of the frame. You're, it goes down to the bare frame. You're stripping it, checking everything, you know, yeah. and motocross. I don't know how often, I guess after a mud race, you go all the way to the frame. Yeah, most of the times I, I like to do that. But like actually going to the frame, since I might like I do my whole program mm -hmm. and I don't have that much time, I, I might go to the like check like go everything out like maybe once a season, like mid-season, I'll just re refresh the whole bike. Right. Like bearing like ball joints, bearings, all that stuff, like what and if they break, I'll just replace. Like I'll also keep a good eye on them, especially the race like that. Is it's it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is. And and the the fact that the Fords did that for you that's pretty awesome. I like I like uh, Bryce. He's a, he's a good yeah, kid. He is awesome. I I haven't spent too much time with his brother. Oh, Cody is uh, awesome too. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, I only got to spend a little bit of time with him when we were in uh, Nevada for the uh, reunion race. Oh, for the... the uh, Huevos race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the most I've spent with Cody. But I've had Bryce on the show multiple times. And, and um, yeah, he's, good, he's a good kid. Yeah, they're awesome. it's an awesome family. I love it. I didn't have a ride for this year. And it actually took me two years to get a, uh, I mean, two days to get a right, like help from them. It was amazing. Like how open they were to, to give me like the help I needed. It was amazing. Like uh, I have no words to, to describe how grateful I am with being with them. That's pretty cool. And, and, yeah. I mean, they're good. They're good people too. H how are their training tracks? Oh. <laughs> they're like national tracks. We have this, we had a, like a Daytona simulation track. I, it was so fun. Like sometimes we'll I'd rather ride a Daytona track than the big track. Cause that track was so much fun. It was like a minute lap time, but it was so much fun. Cause we can like see each other more, like raising the, the racing, like the motor. Right. And it was a lot of fun. Instead of the big track, is a two-minute lap time where you see you see Cody or Bryce once a lap. Instead of I see Cody 
three times in, in the Daytona track. Right. And when you were when you were racing in Costa Rica, Costa Rica, did they have the same size jumps there that they do here in the States? There are a couple of tracks that they used to have big jumps. We had we used to have a a 100 foot triple. It was wide open for our quads because we like back in the day, no one was able to get like good engines from the States. Like I, I remember getting a head from GITR and it was slow. I was like, that this is like no difference. <laughs> So wow. that's like the cool part, like that I can, I feel proud is that I opened like the market for Costa Rica in the States. Like that's people excellent. didn't know too much about the States until I started going there. And I, like, it was really huge in this country since it's so little. I used to like, I still do, but I used to have more appearance in like big, big newspapers like let's say New York Times in the States. I used to appear in those newspapers here and a lot of things like that. It was like a huge impact. Is and the racing still big in Costa Rica now? What happened? It's about to. Just uh, people just go away. Like it, it, since it's a really expensive sport and Costa Rica is a third world country, like there's no too much money in, in this country to to sustain a sport that is that expensive. Like my whole life, I only had one club here. Okay. And, and tourism and, and uh, tourism is huge in Costa Rica. Yeah. Are, are a lot of the businesses uh, working around tourism? Yeah. Most of the business are around that. Like, or they'll like, yeah, you can say everything go around that because it's the where the money comes from. Like, it's so so many people traveling to this country. It's crazy. Like, you'll go anywhere and see a guy from another country. Right. Yeah. It, do you live in a small town or a, or a large town? Because uh, it, it's funny because Costa Rica is so different to what people actually think. Because, like, we have, Costa Rica is really small. And mm -hmm. there are the main town, the capital, and there's where everything is, like, the big city, let's say. It, it only has, like, it's the, everything, everything big is around the capital. So after you go uh, around that city, like, it's all, like, country roads, not country roads, just mountains, you go around and then you go to an, a little town and that's how Costa Rica is until you get to the beach. And there are a lot of, of investments in, the, in, the, in that part of the country. So you will find like really, really nice hotels, uh, houses that can worth more than $5 million wow. um, from people out of the country. Like, that's pretty big like around the around the beach that's incredible what do you do for a job when you're in costa rica i work for my dad <laughs> well, a, go ahead yeah he has a lights company like he sells any type of light okay 
that's the the sponsor in my quad art deco illumination okay that's my dad. yeah oh there you go yeah no one knows but it just whenever i put on media people in costa rica can see the the logo of my dad so when you're in costa rica and you're walking around you're pretty well known i take it then uh sometimes like most of the people that know about their bikes their bikes and quads their bikes is, is still big here and i have been a stop like on a light and say hi or something like that but not not great not anything crazy well that's it's still, still that's cool. cool yeah <laughs> yeah it's still cool well you have quite a few followers on your instagram i seen so you know, is that because of uh, you do a lot of social media work? Oh uh, yeah, when that year I decided to go full on quads, I actually started another account because I I wanted to have one only for like quads. And I had a friend. We used to travel every day, like because I never want to go alone to ride because just safety. So I told him, I'll pay you to record me. And he got really good. So we started doing these videos before the reels came out. And they were popping. So that's how I got a lot of followers back like before. Nice. Yeah. Now that the reels are go viral, it's easier to grow up. But yeah, that's how like my my growth went up. Well, that's pretty awesome that you, yeah. you are ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, right now, I don't have anyone to video me, like, doing the stuff because I'm always moving. But I would love to have a vlog. Like, that's my dream. Have a vlog of showing how everything is in the States, back of, like, backs of, of a scene of a pro rider, like, the program, the training. Because I do a lot of volume of training. And it just it just will be cool to show that part of the sport that no one really knows like what it takes to be a pro. So lay out a little bit of your training program for me. So I train with Brandon Hogue, he's mm-hmm. my coach. And well, uh last week my total volume was 15 hours. And the okay. week before was a big week. It was around 19 and a half hours. This week is going to be probably over 20. <laughs> so it's and that, only. And that's to, to, that's to work on your conditioning off, more about off my, the quad, right? Yeah, it's off the quad. It's more for aerobic fitness. Here's the one that knows more. <laughs> it's more about like my aerobic fitness, so I can recover faster. My like, I get tired and I get arm pump because I try to ride harder than what I can, like or what I'm used to. But if I could ride at a comfort pace, I can ride forever. Like, like my fitness is really good. It's just that pushing that little extra is what makes me like get pumped or or start making those little mistakes that get you like like tired once you get to a higher level of fitness then you you won't have those issues correct 
I will say once I kind of grade my writing, I will not have those issues. Like it's just you think it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just I. I just think it's being more comfortable on the bike and setup than my fitness. Okay, I could. Uh, okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not feeling it in in the comfort fashion, and you're having to overexert your body. Exactly. Okay, because I understand. If, if 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 I want to put a hot lab. I have to ride over my like comfort zone and that's where I should be riding all the time, like out of my comfort zone. And that's what makes me tired. Well, then are you going to work on your setup and your conditioning so that you can push the push yourself to the next level? Yeah, I was, I was starting to do a little bit of a sprint workout so I can, like move off my comfort zone so that's my that was my main goal in the offseason like push that sprint pace so I, so my comfort zone is higher that's that's a good thing to do you need to you need to evolve you yeah. know let me ask you this question what do you think your future plans are for how long you want to be a professional atv racer that's unknown like I was really, really happy this year with my whole program. Like everything was really going good. And, and I don't know, like I love the sport. I love being in the States, but it's getting pricey <laughs> year after year after year. It's, it's, it's been a long like way for me. I started racing full time in 2018 and like a sponsors, I don't have really big sponsors. I like after the ports, like let's say for building bikes or engine programs. Mm -hmm. So, so it, it's actually my budget is is pretty tight. Like, and that's another thing I think is backing me up from upgrading my riding is my budget because I I would love to test with someone my shocks or engines i just ride the things i have like i cannot like say like oh i like this more than this or something like that like start testing things and that's a huge part in in pro class like every single detail is a huge difference correct so, yeah I, I totally get that it's it's the fear of spending more money on a machine because you were out testing then it breaks yeah <laughs> and then your budget's thrown off so yeah so it, it's it's tough like i'll see what i can do in the off season to try to push it one more year but the right now is unknown well let's get let's get your social media game going better to yeah. promote your sponsors and you you're gonna have to uh do a bunch of that yourself and i'm sure that uh, rip it up films would help you or some of the other people that are filming that stuff and, and help promote you. So, uh, I think that, you know, your social media presence, uh, in, in this sport needs to elevate. You're yeah. already have a lot of followers. So I think that you should be able to, uh, grow that. And, and when you bring that and present that to your sponsors, that your results on the track may not be, 
what they're looking for, but your results in social media are yeah. so that you can increase your results on the track. You need their help. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I also wanted to do the vlog because if the vlog like goes viral, I'll, I'll get a, a lot of reach, like people reaching out to me for a sponsorship. And then I, I can ask for a lot of things I didn't have before. Exactly. Yeah. So you need to get on it, man. You got time right now. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you, you can you can start it off because if you're not racing, you're freaking vlogging. Yeah. Yeah, right? I was actually one of these days I was biking and I was like, man, I need only like if I don't have someone to video me all the time, I just need like three three GoPros to put all around me when I'm do, I'm doing things and I can I can vlog from that. Like, yes. I don't need a, a person. Right. My daughter, Paula, which everybody that listens has heard this, she went to school for social media advertising. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, and so she has been telling me all along, you need to do Instagram lives. You need to do this. Yeah. You need to do that. So her sister, Valeria, who had no desire to do anything with the podcast, came in and started listening to her sister and trying to get me to do this, these little videos and that little video. And actually this weekend we sat down and decided to start producing more little video content. So we're going to start doing more things with that. Uh, every weekend we'll produce stuff that we can, uh, you know, put out during the week. Uh, yeah. It, it, we, you have to, you have to stay yeah relevant you have to put yourself out there and that's the hardest thing for an old guy you know to sit down and hit record <laughs> and talk into a camera it's not normal for us it's still, it still hard for me I like but, I, I don't like it <laughs> uh, I try to ignore it now yeah and I focus on I focus on you and talk and just have a conversation with you um but I'm by myself doing it yeah, it gets it gets a bit rough. It gets, yeah, it's a little bit weird. Like saying you're like just doing a selfie or something like that is, it's hard. <laughs> you know, I can stand in a room or in an area with as many people as you want to put in front of me, and I can talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's this it's this weird dynamic yeah. camera thing that that bothers me. So yeah. Yeah, I I actually was talking with one of my friends. She's a real big influencer in Costa Rica, and I was like, "How do you? How can you feel comfort talking to the camera like that? Like it looks so natural. Like I need to start doing that, but I I just can't. Like I I was going to put, post one this past weekend, like shooting out for Bryce and Cody, but I could not. <laughs> like I, I feel so awkward, like recording myself. You need to spend a little time with this young lady and and let her teach you, you know, or maybe she can film you while, you know, while you're talking and so you so that you can edit it or delete it and do it again um, and just get comfortable with it. And you yeah. know what? If there's haters, ignore them. Yeah. You do Always. you and. You do you and worry about it. You know, who cares what everybody else thinks? Let me ask you a question. Can you see sure. your 
like your videos, like these videos? Can you see them after? Can I see them after? Yeah. Do you feel awkward or no? Um, no, not now. Yeah. I mean, you, you got to figure out. We've done almost 300 plus all the stuff yeah. that nobody's seen. And on all the Instagram lives that we've done. And when we first started, I never went back and looked at or listened to an episode. Now I have to watch and listen to every episode to extract the yeah, bit clips. And well, that too, but, yeah. but I have to, I have to get the bit clips out of it. And true, then true. I have to write the episode out um on a format that we have for it and i have to do it yeah. i can't rely on valeria to do it because she's not she it listens to every episode because she ed edits them all mm -hmm. but she, she's not part of the conversation she doesn't know what things to yeah, pick exactly. up on yeah you know i mean yeah that's that's funny because i have never seen any interview of myself like well you'll be able to watch this on youtube when your episode comes out plus you'll be able to listen to it on audio and then we'll have okay. a live instagram that you'll be able to go back and watch afterwards as well yeah that's that's great these things these are the things that your sponsors will help because you'll be able to tag all your sponsors in there mm -hmm. and when you mention them in the in the conversation i know that some people are listening to this going you know why are you guys talking about this well because it's important i mean it, yeah, it for is. everybody for the young people that listen it's really important you know taking care of your sponsors plus if you get okay let's say you have um uh who's your engine sponsor uh baldwin okay so mark baldwin you know when you talk about mark baldwin and what he does for you you have to promote that um, in such a way so that people know that that's your guy. Yeah, exactly. And I, it's funny because growing up, like when I was in Costa Rica, I used to go to Chad's post whenever he tagged the sponsors and I will see what was he running so I can improve my vibe. So that's how I see like why I need to tag my sponsors because people actually look what parts I use to maybe use use for their bikes you should be doing three to five posts a day yeah I agree. on I your agree sponsors on your nutrition on your training you know uh, just telling people what you're doing how you're you really need to tell people how you're recovering from your injury so yeah. that they know you have fans in the states and what what i found kind of odd is not a lot of people have your contact information to pass it on to a, a, a like I'm going to choke on saying this a media <laughs> outlet yeah. to promote you. Right. It took me it when I started asking for your contact information. It took me four weeks to get it. Four weeks. Yeah. The funny part is that I change phone number every year. Mm -hmm. because, Why? Uh, because I, I buy a prepaid phone number in the States. Mm -hmm. So after three months, if I don't pay, like uh, like my SIM card will, will stop working. 
Right. So every time I go back to the state, I have to buy a new SIM card. And then I text everyone I need to text and get tell them like, hey, this is my new phone number. <laughs> okay, but your email stays the same, right? Yeah, everything stays, everything else stays the same. Maybe you ought to maybe you ought to work on that so that your sponsors can get a constant phone number for you. Yeah. You know, so that they can text you in Costa Rica as well, you know, and get a state uh, phone number in the States that you can keep. Yeah, that should be ideal. But I still like more like for like, like formal communication. I like email. I I do too. But in our fast paced world, it's not always feasible. Yeah. You know, plus if you, if you can tag your sponsors and tag your people, you know, that's good. Yeah. You know, doing, doing a, your vlog with the Fords helping you, A, it helps promote them and B, it's helping promote you. Yeah. I actually have a lot of videos I took when I was there and I, I never, I, I was this close of doing the, the first video and I just like Daytona came came too fast and I was not able to to start the video. I mean to need finish to. the video. Yeah, I need to because it was funny. Like it was Bryce dancing or everything. Like things that go day by day that are funny and they get recorded. So you need to it, you need to funny. post all that stuff. You yeah. need to start. You need to start that, brother. Because yeah. it's it's only going to help you and prolong your career. Yeah, exactly. You know, because realistically, if you have a job and you're working, that job is to take care of your normal everyday life. And then your racing stuff is going to be extra. Yeah, you're right. So come on, brother. I'm expecting I'll be seeing a post as soon as we get done of you doing a selfie and hey, I just take my episode on ATV Talk. Look for it in the future, you know. I'll do a video. I, I promise you, I'll do a video right but, after I finish my therapy. You know, you ought to do a video during your therapy. Yeah. You know, and ask your yeah, therapist to yeah. help you. Yeah. You know, it does how it starts. Then it gets, like I said, you just need to rise your comfort zone. You have a huge fan base in the States. Yeah. wants to know where you're at what's going on are you okay your friends that know you know that you're okay yeah but the, but but there's been no information yeah yeah you're right. you know we may i may talk to valeria when she gets home and we may do a little hey we just got to talk to caesar he's doing great you know he's on the mend you know he, he's wanting to come back uh so look for him in the future. So if we do it at the same time, you know, you're doing it, I'm doing it, then you're getting exposure. And that's why we do the seven day on you Mm -hmm. because I want to promote you for as long as I can, as much as I can, you know, so the quality of the photos you give us, the stat sheet you give us the information that maybe, maybe you, uh, you have, you know, five or six hashtags that you need us to use. You give us that information, you know? Sure. Yeah. I'm giving all our secrets out to everybody now. So <laughs> to everybody, yeah. But, but you know what? Growing really fast. 
Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's amazing. We have more audio followers than we do, um, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook followers. Uh, one reason is, is I've pushed the audio first because that's what I understood. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't understand how to do YouTube. I didn't understand, uh, Instagram and Facebook and all that. And I'm afraid of it, you know, was afraid of it. And, um, we just, just getting the story out there is the most important thing. And we cover everything, motocross, off-road, yeah. history. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you write a quad, I don't care what kind of quad it is. If you write a quad, I'll, I'll talk to you. You know, it's great. <laughs> um, yeah. this, the, one of the struggles is getting like Mark Baldwin to come on the show. Um, yeah. My own brother, you know, who owns a company, uh, Duncan Racing, he is too busy and you know sometimes yeah. doesn't want to come on and uh mike walsh has came on a couple times which i'm grateful for but the other guys are busy and are reluctant you know yeah and, and yeah, some of you be, writers some of you cool writers see, go ahead i mean it'll be cool to see like the perspective of of a mark following on racing Right. I don't I don't know what like what's his motivation or what's I don't know anything about like what he looks for. It'll be cool to learn all about that. Like his past his his I mean his past and everything, all his the struggles he has been and how he managed everything and it'll be amazing to know everything like his story. I remember when Mark and I were both kids doing this really yeah so that's that tells you i mean i didn't come into the nationals right away because i was kind of born into the industry my mm-hmm. dad was on the cover of the first three-wheeler magazine and that being a part of my life it, it it's always a little different you know not everybody understands that yeah. so i got to see a lot of people leaving the industry and coming into the industry. So it's, yeah, it's yeah, I've cool. seen everyone, <laughs> not everybody. Yeah. There's some people that I don't know. Um, some of the new people, uh, I yeah. struggle to know who they are. Um, and the way that I've been in the company that I work for, we focus on what we do. We don't focus on what other people do. And when you're as busy as we are, it, it's hard mm-hmm. to look up and go, oh, hey, that guy's got a, a cool device over there. Let's check it out. Um, you know, sometimes I rely on young people like yourself or other people. Hey, have you seen this product yet? You know, we don't make it. Yeah. So let's check it out. You know, we're all right. we're always looking to improve and find the best stuff out there as well. If we yeah. didn't find it, you know, I mean, there again, I'm biased and prejudiced. I think a lot of the stuff we do is the best. But. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it'd be a fool not to, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we've talked a little bit about, you, you know, where you come from and, and these things. Um, your f- future goals, we even hit a little bit on that. Um, your progress is coming along good and you and you have a plan to come back. Um, I'm really looking forward to that day. I know that I don't get to the nationals as much, but I when I do get there, I would definitely be looking you up. 
Thank you. I'll for sure let me know when you go. Well, not a problem. And what I also want you to do is if you have something that you need posted or you need help with uh getting something out there on the social media platforms, you don't hesitate. You reach out to us uh, via email, via whatever type of social media, you get it to us, we will get it out there. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Brother, we want to promote the ATV industry and I want to promote it in your country and in other countries. And we have to work together to do this. Mm -hmm. I can't do it by myself. You can't do it by yourself. Mark Baldwin can't do it by himself. So let's, let's all get together and promote. Yeah, you're completely right. So um, get me those photos, get me your stat sheet and uh, Caesar, you get well. And in a few weeks, we'll have an Instagram live. We'll get another progress report on you. And we'll get your your episode posted. Um, well, a- after I pause this, I got to ask you another question, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, anything else you'd like to shout out? I mean, I, I'm just really happy I'm here in the in the podcast. It's, uh, it's amazing, and I I really appreciate your inv- invitation, and I love what you do. I love everything about your podcast, and. I really hope you you keep growing like you've been doing. We're trying. It, we're growing because of people like you and everybody that listens. And one of the things that I really would like to shout out to everybody, if you have information or if you have people that we need to talk to, and there is a slew of people that we have on the list to talk to, some are difficult. Others don't respond. Yeah. And then I'd scratch my head. You talk to <laughs> You know, a guy that's racing that needs promotion and he doesn't respond back. And and I just like, okay, yeah. I want to yeah. promote you for free for seven days. All you got to do is, you know, re- yeah, all you got to do is sit <laughs> down and talk to me. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you came on the show, were you expecting some scripted format, you know, where I send you a bunch of questions and like, Oh my God, I gotta, I gotta fill out this paper or whatever. <laughs> no, I was just open to, to whatever. Like I love talking. I, like people at the track might see me see like, I'm really serious, but I'm just like a really quiet person. But once I, like I get comfort, I'll talk to you like for as long as you want. <laughs> that's, that's the way it's gotta be, man. Open conversation yeah. is, is what I'm promoting here on the show. Yeah, I don't want to script it. I don't want to do anything. I just want to have a conversation. I want to learn about you. Yeah, it's and it's more fun to be honest. It's it's way more fun to do it like that. Well, one of the the things for me is I'm learning about your your home country. I'm learning about some of the things you get to do there, and it we didn't get as in deep about racing as some people wanted us to, but your fans actually get to learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And and that's that's what they're striving for. We'll get into some of the racing because I'm sure that we're going to have you on the show again and we'll talk, you know, just focus on, you know, hey, the the, the time you spent with Joe, the things you've learned yeah. with the Fords, you know, the things you learned with other of the pros that you've get to spend time with. I mean, which is important too. Yeah, that's you're completely right. First thing first. 
The team here at ATV Talk would love your feedback. Please email us at hello at ATVTalkPodcast.com. San Diego's Body Evolution and Wellness Center. With over 17 years experience, Dr. Heidi looking out after all your chiropractic needs and Coach PJ looking out after all your fitness needs. Visit our website, www.bodyevolution.org or call for an appointment, 619-987-8875. If you're in need of a consultation for your current racing program, a custom ATV, or an industry guest speaker, I have the company for you. Duncan Technologies International Inc. offers host, MC, and guest speaking services at events, builds custom ATVs for recreational riding or racing around the world, and they offer consulting services for professional teams or individual racers. Send inquiries to Duncan Tech International at gmail.com or call 619-716-1532 for more information. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, don't forget to share us with your family and friends. The podcast is available on all streaming platforms and you can find us on social media as ATV Talk Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Rumble, and Twitter. 